0: It's a Daily Talk Show episode 461. This is not your average Fat Friday. We've got Ben Fordham here.
1: Hey, boys. Where are we, mate? We're at Giovanni's Pizza Mm -hmm. in the suburb of Camaray in Sydney. Uh, I work here on Friday nights. And uh, today is obviously Friday lunchtime, but we're not usually open at lunchtime. But for The Daily Talk Show, we're open for business. So I'm going to give you some great pizzas, some of my favourite pizzas here. And then uh, down the road is a great joint called Maggio's Bakery, so they're going to do the desserts. Yeah. And Maggio's Cafe is going to do the thick shakes. Ooh. So oh, amazing. pizza, thick
0: shakes, and some oh. sweet, sweet desserts. Straight to bed, in a coma. Oh, i got a
1: radio show this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> uh,
0: now, what time have you been up since this morning? Uh, 3.50, the alarm
1: went off this morning, mm. so I've um, been doing a bit of Today Show filling in at the moment. And uh, with Richard Wilkins, who, of course, has been a guest on the uh, daily talk show i don't know whether he's already been on or yeah, yeah, he yeah already, already on. already's been on now i'm just getting the timing right yeah, you time, know? yeah, on is Monday. yeah. Uh,
2: how did you end up working here
1: um when i moved into this suburb i got to know the boys who run the cafe we call Maggio's. really got along with them really well and then they said we're opening a bakery and i said perfect so they opened the bakery And then I started saying, you should open a pizza
3: joint.
1: Uh And I only mentioned it maybe 16 times, and then eventually (laughs) they go, all right, we're we're doing it. And this used to be called Livio's Pizza. Livio was this cranky old bastard who ran this pizza (laughs) shop years ago, and he was famous for... You'll see on the, on the board there, he's got ravioli, spaghetti, tortellini. If anyone yeah. walked in and ordered any of the pasta, he'd go, no, 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 no pasta, pizza. <laughs> he, 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 he was such a tight ass, he, he wouldn't change the sign yeah. and he wouldn't employ anyone to make the, the pasta and he'd only do the pizza. And he'd stand outside smoking cigarettes the whole time and then he'd kind of begrudgingly walk yeah. in and make your pizza. He was a real character. He's now sadly RIP. Yeah. So this site came up, the boys said, righto, we're going to do it. We're going to yeah. open the pizza shop. And then they agreed to have a taste test night in here to road test a few pizzas before opening night. And I had my radio show staff come in, we had tequila, red wine. It was such a good night and I got a bit carried away and I went, mate, I'll work for free for you every Friday night for a month as a thank you for opening this pizza joint. And then I just loved it so much that, you know, I I end up being up here most of the time, anyway, on a Friday Uh night, because I kind of think instead of, I'm not drinking booze these days during the week. Mm -hmm. So Friday night's my night where I like to have a drink. And I just kind of thought I'm more comfortable here. I'm kind of like, I'm one of those try hard wogs Mm. who kind (laughs) of thinks that he's like a bit of a mafia boss. And he just wants to sit back in his own pizza joint, (laughs) invite his friends in and they allow me to lock up. So even when they're leaving, I'll be here with friends. I say, you guys leave, I've now got my own key. So I got my own key to the pizza joint. I can just lock up the joint when we leave. Make sure we clean it up so it's nice and
0: clean. So, so you're you're basically the the new old owner, like yeah <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: the I'm the ghost of Livio. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, still operating here in the pizza joint. And yeah. mate, when I the funny thing is when I started working here, I remember the first shift I came in. Uh, I thought, oh, it'll be a bit of an induction, a bit yeah. of a get to know you. I'll learn how to use the cash register. I walked in. It was their first Friday night, and they're getting smashed. There's people everywhere pouring out the so I walk in the tables are covered in dirty plates and everything so I just start clearing plates wiping down tables and then Marty goes do you know how to fold pizza boxes and I went oh yeah because like I've learned, you always say yes even if you don't know so I just I folded the first one it worked and then everything was going well but because there was a bit of a queue forming and I'd bought a bit of booze in out the back I could sense there was a bit of unrest so I just went I saw someone had the shits about waiting too long for a pizza yeah yeah so I said, would you like some red wine on the house? And the lady went, that'd be lovely. And I said, take a seat. So she's had a seat. I got my wine out, poured them wine. And then I realized, ding, free booze will sort out any situation. So there's four guys staring at their phones, looking cranky, waiting on their pizza. Of course, now we've got our system sorted, but this yeah, is yeah. opening night. So I said, boys, and then Marty goes, there's beer in the fridge. I said, boys, who wants a free beer? Three of them go, yep. All of a sudden, everyone's getting free peace. Everyone's having a good time. It changed the dynamic. So then I introduced, my dad's a, a wine writer. So he gets a lot of free wine. So then I just brought into the fridge here and out the back, yeah. keep people happy wine. So it's basically when we're getting hammered, You keep people happy by giving them a glass of wine. So it's worked really well. Well, Is there
0: a limit to uh, what the bottle costs? You're not giving them Aldi wine? No, no, no. It's nice 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 stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) nice stuff. You guys love a good rort, right? It's only a rort if you're not in on it. My dad, 40-something years ago, back when no one drank wine, an old guy called Johnny Walker, no relation to the actual Johnny Walker Scotch whiskey or whatever, this guy ran a steakhouse in the middle of Sydney called Johnny Walker. He was the wine critic for the Sunday Telegraph. My dad was going drinking beers after work, and this old guy says to him, "Try wine." And this is back when no one drank wine, right, in what Australia. Year was it? Oh, so we're talking, you know, late sixties, seventies, mm-hmm. and anyway, it was um, beer, all beer. Yeah, everyone was drinking beer, right? Yeah. And then um, he, he introduced dad to wine. Dad goes, "It's really good." And so dad had then go and have a wine with him. And then this guy says to him, "If I teach you a few things about wine, you'll never have to pay for a bottle for the rest of your life." And dad goes, well, "How does that work?" He goes, "Because you become a wine critic." And he goes, there's only like two of us in Australia at that stage. My dad, when Johnny Walker died, Johnny said to the Sunday Telegraph, I think John Fordham should take over my wine column. My dad to this day, if you buy the Sunday Telegraph, in the back is Fordham's pick. It's his wine pick of the week. So what does every wine company in Australia do? They send him wine in the hope that they become Fordham's pick for that week. So we call Dad's Garage the drive through because yeah. we just basically just drive the car in there, load it up <laughs> with wine.
0: But who's got more alcohol, your dad's place or Dickie's Bar? <laughs> well, mate, I think my dad. Yeah. You know, I've been to Dickie's Bar. How good's Dickie's Bar? Yeah, it's amazing. Unbelievable. He I don't really it. drink, and,
2: uh, but I thought, when are you going to drink? When at the, Dickie's? Yeah, when at Dickie's. And so I said, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have a red, please. He yeah. asked which one and then Tommy said oh, just, what is, I just I said pinot
0: it was a bit warm just, something you light. were just
1: trying to make it sound like you knew what you were
0: saying no I know about. Pinots are a Pino? light. Yeah. Yeah. light it's light yeah. it's nice it's for a the soft the cock p- red right? <laughs> 100% Look at yeah. this. what <laughs> do you mean <think laughs> I'm a, actually a
2: Shiraz guy oh good uh, yeah. boy good boy Josh so am I midday, Shiraz could be a bit heavy especially wearing the merch And we He's hot. got it no idea what he's talking <laughs> about He's got no right? idea Am what I he's right, talking man? about
1: No, you're wrong But Shiraz is not Yeah, Shiraz is kind of middle range darker. Cab Sav is yeah. your heavy one Yeah, it's your winter, at uh, the, the snow yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but I look I
2: don't like the sweetness of like a Sav Blanc
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think my dad's wine column's safe for now I don't think Josh is going to be taking up a dad's wine column anyway, Richie, So just to the editor of the Sunday Telegraph This is not your guy when dad moves on uh, this is not your man. But he
2: did open up a bottle. Like, when I said, oh, yes, please, he did open up a bottle, which I did feel guilty about, because how long do you mm. have before that bottle's going to go back? Is it oh, safe? Dick,
1: you'll finish it by 11am. <laughs> Mate, that's gone. That, that bottle is finished. That's already, that's in the recycling, that, that is bottle. There,
2: is there a way to preserve? Because Brie and I have only just started having red wine. And... Uh, if we don't finish it that night I reckon we, a week later
1: no I'd say three days yeah. I reckon mm. I reckon three but days then but pasta
0: sauce one week later would probably be yeah. alright
1: it depends how desperate you are
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I mean like anything how desperate are you I mean if there's no food left on earth and you see yeah. dog shit there you'll eat it
2: uh, potentially I
1: mean that's probably a strange <laughs> one to raise but what about, I'm telling you it depends how desperate you are
2: with uh, reviewing so your dad got on early with the wine what's something that we could. I'm trying to think of trends at the moment that mm-hmm. haven't really taken off. I don't want to vape, so I don't want to start reviewing no, vape. Hang on. Is there anything
0: you do that when,
2: when you? No, we don't have to <laughs> wait <laughs> for him. Yeah. I don't want to have to yeah. wait yeah. for him to die. I mean,
1: well, I've said to Dad, yeah. this is true. Okay. I've said to my brother Nick, uh-huh. I said, listen, one of us is going to have to step in to take over that wine column. Mm. Like at some point, yeah. My dad's 75. Yeah, <laughs> and he's going strong. He had a bit of a health scare recently, and thankfully he's got some good news in the last week. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, someone mm-hmm. is going to have to step in and take that thing over because it's a gold mine. Basically, wine is dropped at his house every day of every single week. So he's got a wine barrel outside his house, and it's um and, and the couriers all know. You just lift the lid up and you put the wine in there. <laughs> oh, it's amazing.
2: So is there some form of niche that we could? Because we know Trev Long's got a massive wrought with gadgets and stuff yeah, it's true like stuff what
0: could ours
1: yeah Mm. I don't know I mean the the food thing's kind of tied up to a degree but
0: I'm mean, i happy to be an airline reviewer or a hotel reviewer yeah the airlines that's good well
1: I I, I had an idea years ago and like most of my ideas I didn't follow through with it but (laughs) I had an idea of how far could you get for free yeah. So how far if you pitched a show Just ask
2: Ash Williams or a concert Pondi. <laughs>
1: well, no, no, but the difference with Ash Williams is someone else is usually paying for it. <laughs> like I've been out with Ash a hundred times. I've never I think he's offered. He reached for his wallet once. Yeah, there's nothing. And then there. he the said, Oh I forgot he it. He has not to here. get a
0: guy on Instagram to pay him to then pay <laughs> you.
3: Yeah, it's
2: crazy. And but he's but I reckon go in the toilets to piss on his
0: feet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if you said to if you went to airlines and said, Look, this is what we're doing, yeah, yeah. we're flying around the world for Mm. free we're staying somewhere in hotels for Mm. free it can either be you or or it can be your rival it's totally Mm. up to you yeah but we're filming everything we're showing everything we're broadcasting everything did this
2: the other day I emailed Singapore Airlines Qantas Mm. and one other uh, Emirates and the subject line was uh, podcasting in first class great and so the concept being uh, the podcasting's really taking off. We think we could get some media coverage of us being in an a 380 or something. in first class. The yeah. Daily Talk yeah. show in first class. Any reply? Singapore Airlines said that they don't have. Because I asked for four seats. I don't know if that was too many, but I thought. Well, we. One, uh, two. Mr.
0: 97, Josh, me, and you. Yeah. yeah. So you know, <laughs> I was wondering, who's the four? <laughs> it's me. We actually and, don't know yet. And so, uh, but they came back and said, oh,
2: logistically, it's hard. Tommy was saying that we should have. I should have said, oh, we can make it really
0: simple. Well, I think the learning is that they say logistically hard. It's then going, no, we just use a few GoPros. Yeah. You know, so it's like the barrier. There's not heaps of batteries, I think we, cameras. I think
1: we reply and say, listen, we can probably work with two.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then you Just guys go. Yeah, yeah. you know. Actually, Mister Ninety Seven. I mean, oh, I know, It's a shame for Mister Ninety
1: Seven. <laughs> Is that okay, Mister Ninety You're gonna yeah, be okay. It's okay. But if oh,
2: he's gonna work be, his way up. Yeah. So, <laughs> cool. what about if we were to get like a wire? We could, probably couldn't run wireless. We could run a cable to economy, so he could still be monitoring and everything. <laughs>
1: Do you know <laughs> what? For that one. If you're ever lucky enough to travel up the front of the plane, uh-huh. something that I, I absolutely I- insist upon doing. Mm-hmm because I've spent most of my life flying economy. So when you're on someone else's ticket, in other words, channel nine, someone flying you overseas or something, I always do a loop. I always get out of my seat, Uh walk down into economy and do a loop in the entire plane. And I've taught other people to do it as well because it makes you appreciate what you're getting in business class. Otherwise you just walk into business class, sit there and go, oh yeah, this is great. But it's only when you go and have a look at what the alternative the ab- is, that you really then go and sit back in your seat and go, oh my yeah, God, yeah, how yeah. good is this?
2: <laughs> it, is, it is strange, isn't it? Because it's, uh, we had some issues with lounge access coming here. So I've got velocity gold status. Mm. There was Tommy 97 and myself. Gold only gets you one person in, a plus one. And Tommy with his hair and his confidence, we <laughs> thought we're definitely gonna be able to get yeah, an extra yeah, person yeah. in, right? <laughs> And so we all had our hoodies on, too. And we thought, uh, they're sponsoring the, the AFL. So it, and they're, wow. And if, oh, hoodies.
1: That'll get <laughs> us in. Wow. Well, it's virgin. They let oh, it they've virgin never seen hoodies before.
2: No, but they're, it's uniform. So it's like, okay, we're meant to be together. Anyway, oh. they, they have tightened up so much yeah. that we went up and uh, a lady greeted it. Normally, you can even just like... Um, Uh, put your ticket on and then just go in like there's no one even there a lady came up and she was straight away onto us she was a goalie Uh,
0: she was a soccer goalie almost like hey hey what are you going who are you
1: yeah I love Virgin I think Virgin I think Virgin when I was filming Ninja Warrior in Melbourne last year they um, they booked us Qantas Mm -hmm. and look I don't want to go you know playing favourites but I was like Virgin have got this thing at Sydney Airport where if you're booked in on business class Mm -hmm. Then you don't actually have to go through the terminal. Well, you go through the lounge, la- like yeah, it's a separate landing. thing. Yeah. So instead of walking in mm. and and going through the whole process, it's a separate little yeah. thing. And I just explained to Channel Nine, they said, "Well, look, we've got a relationship with Qantas," mm. and I was like, "Yeah, but I need to go with Virgin because mm. I'm filming radio shows and Ninja Warrior, yeah, going between Sydney and mm. Melbourne. And if I can take the terminal out yeah. of the picture, that's going to be a game changer. So. I ended up going with them, and I don't know. I like the lounge just a little bit better, yeah. I think. Yeah.
0: Did you? Um, you were doing your radio show from Melbourne, so you do Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, was, was dark. In... It was night. You were filming there It was nighttime.
1: Night. Yeah, they start filming about eight o'clock at night, sure, until Melbourne? about one thirty-two in the morning, just near the Westgate Bridge.
0: Okay, yeah. Mm. They kind of that was the backdrop behind there. Is it still there? What do you mean? Is in? Is in? Is it set up? Is set? The, the Westgate Bridge. There. No, Westgate Bridge. <laughs> I mean, it came down once. They built it back up.
3: Yeah, no, the set definitely
1: definitely not. I just wanted to try and get Josh to... Does he know how TV works or is he learning? He was
2: asking, (laughs) we both had some moments with Richard Wilkins where we had a chance to ask a dumb question. Mine was sort of a one-on globalisation.
0: No, I think... (laughs) (laughs) No, but all the the people, they could sell tickets for people to try and get through that course. Like, I would pay good money to try and see Josh, who thinks he would get through three stages before he falls off.
1: Well, you know Ash Williams had to go at the course? He did. It, it never made air. He, we, he was a contestant. It never made it did to you air. you that up? I hooked it up. <laughs> he fell over on the first obstacle. And he doesn't talk about it, but I just want to make it publicly known now that Ash Williams had a crack at the Ninja Warrior course last year, yeah. fell on the first obstacle. First of all, he turned up and then he texted me and he goes, you got any pants? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, I just brought shorts and it's freezing. Have you got any? So I was like, oh, yeah, I did a ramp. I'm like, I'm trying to host a show here. I'm having to run around trying to borrow... So is there an audience? Tracky pants? Yeah, live audience. The whole thing. He was interviewed by Freddie Flintoff on the sideline, the whole thing. But I think they have about 250 people go through. Not everyone makes it Mm. to air. You Mm. know, so it's like Ash was one of those ones who... Cutting room floor, no good.
0: They don't even have the data anymore. They got rid of it. (laughs) So he can't access it.
3: Well, he
1: wants to get the footage, of course, to use up any stand-up routine. Mm -hmm. So... I was given that job as well. He goes, bro, can you access the footage? And you just imagine the people at Channel 9 going, mate, what are we doing? <laughs> going through all the crap that didn't make it to air so your mate can take the piss out of it in a stand-up but routine. But they're doing it. They haven't tracked it down <laughs> for him yet. Um,
0: what, what, what other jobs have you
1: had? I mean, you're pizza guy. <laughs> Me. First job was uh, lawnmower business. That's one of the things I like about listening to the show with mm-hmm. you guys is that, is that element of it. You get the sense of you guys have got a, got a work ethic, you mm-hmm. work hard and... I don't know i was always stinging to work when yeah. i was a kid i was never going to go to uni because it's just not my thing once my study was over that was going to be the end of my study mm-hmm. and my brother and i started a lawn mowing business as, as soon as dad and Mum let us use a the lawnmower it was flyers in the um letter boxes and trying to make a bit of money um, i delivered a few newspapers because my mate cam's dad had a news agent um, then i started doing work experience in radio when i was 15. Mm-hmm and then someone said oh you know there's a job in the sports department going on Sundays i was 16 and so i went to the boss and went oh listen i can do that job on the sunday it was answering phones and buying lunches and stuff like that making coffees and and he goes how old are you and i said oh 16 he goes oh my mate he goes it's just a bit young yeah so i said and this is the best thing i've ever said in my life instead of accepting what he said i said mate i'll tell you what i'll do it to start off with for nothing and then once you've found the replacement then you can
3: Oh, makes me. so much sense
1: So then he was like oh, okay and I was like well they need someone this Sunday you don't have anyone for this Sunday and the guys in the sports department at 2UE had told me that they don't have anyone Yeah So I was like I'll just do it for free until you find someone else and then after about a month he goes Oh mate I think we better start paying you and I got 60 bucks every Sunday and uh, it was great it was just an introduction to Working hard, having a crack. Then they said to me one day, listen, during, I then started writing scripts. So writing sports scripts, because just from learning from mm-hmm. others around the place. And, and then they said, oh, the Commonwealth Games are coming up. Can you do two weeks work during the Commonwealth Games? And I was like, you know, I'm still at school. <laughs> and this guy was like, you're not at school. I was like, yeah, I'm in year 12. He goes, I've got you. Right. And, I, and so then I, he said, well, do you want to do it anyway? I said, I'd love to do it. Yeah. So I went to mum and dad. I was like, look, there's two weeks. I'll take two weeks off school and I'll do this because it's a once in a lifetime experience. Mum and dad were like, no way in the world.
0: I thought you might've got your dad at the moment. He's just been testing wines and (laughs) pissed. Go for it Benny Boy. Go
1: for it mate. (laughs) Uh, So um, I had to go back and regrettably say no, mum and dad say I can't do it. And then the uh, guy says to me, he goes, mate, when do you finish school? I said, well, November, December. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, we'll give you a cadetship here starting next year because Mm. by then, like anything, you you know the systems, you know who's who. So I started the day I got my HSC results, uh, which is like the, you know, year 12 leaving certificate kind of thing in New South Wales. And the first story I was sent out on were the kids who got 100. So the day I got my results, which were a long way from 100, I had to go out and, and, and like see the, pr- the parade of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the 14 kids who were the pride of the state who'd, who'd got the top marks and I was sitting there at the back and... But I, I had a job. They yeah. didn't. So, yeah.
2: Uh, on the sporting thing, I'm on the lookout for a sport that I can get into from, like, a viewing point of view. Oh. What would you recommend?
1: Well, I'm, you look like darts or snooker. <laughs> <laughs> ah, actually, and, um, not bad. Yeah, I've, I've started playing table tennis recently. Uh-huh. Uh, because Is it I, fun to watch? There's a... Um, it's good to sledge. What happened, there's a, <laughs> there's a club just around the corner here, like an RSL, and it's got a gym. Mm. And it's quite cheap, the membership. So me and a mate joined it. And then we were walking past this room, and then Tuesdays and Thursday nights, there were lots of old blokes in there playing table tennis. Yeah, yeah. And we were walking past, and we were kind of looking at them, going, going what's going on here? Yeah. These guys in there, like one of them even had the table tennis bat tucked into his pants. Look at Marty, here we go. Pizza's just to ride. Margarita. What um, have we got here, mate? We've got a
2: pepperoni and a margarita. Oh, uh, oh.
1: Perfect. Thank you, brother. So it's, we give it a nice sniff. So, look, yeah, uh, we've got the. Um, oh. Mate, don't sniff my pizza, dude. <laughs> mm. <laughs> don't sniff my pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, goodness. yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, Carlo, what here have we, we go. What do we got? Boys, we got, um, this is uh, from Maggio's.
2: Strawberry, vanilla, chocolate, yeah. just classics. Oh, great. Perfect.
1: Who's there? the loser Thank who's going to uh, have uh, the strawberry? Mr.
0: 97. <laughs>
2: Uh, no, look, you. I'll have the, no, the strawberry.
1: I'll,
0: I'll have whichever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: look at that. Thanks, thank mate. you so
1: much. Carlo, thank you, mate. So, yeah, the, these are from the, um, the cafe, Maggio's mm. Cafe. Yeah. The desserts will come from Maggio's Bakery. And obviously, the pizza from Giovanni's. You better oh, hop in, in ta- uh, have so a the taste table. So, the table
2: tennis, you're walking past So, I walked the past. So there was even
1: a guy who had the bat tucked into his pants. And we're oh. like, these <laughs> guys mean business. And then, before you know it, we went, let's go in and have a look. I started, you know, gently sledging some of the players. There was a guy called Thomas yeah. who took himself way too seriously. How old would Thomas yeah. have been? Like, oh, he was the youngest. He uh, would have been in his 40s. Okay. Others probably average age 60. And then um, I just started sledging him. You know, just, you know when you pick someone out and you go, this is the guy? So I was like... <laughs> and I was like, this is the guy. So I just started saying, oh, I'd love to smash you in a game. <laughs> and he was like, me... I was like, yeah. And it, you, he was the the best out of a lot of them. He goes, do you play? I was like, no, no, no. I said, but I could smash you. <laughs> so um, so then, I, mate, one thing leads to another, like with me joining the pizza shop and working the pizza shop. Next thing, I join the table tennis club. And me and my mate Ben, whenever we go back, we kind of go and work out down there. We haven't been for a little while, I must admit, during winter, but... Otherwise, we go and do a little bit of a session and then we go and play some table tennis mm. afterwards. And I get smashed by Thomas and everyone else.
0: So come in strong with the confidence, but mm. you can't back it up with the skill. And I mean, I, it makes it fun. But I like that idea. No, like mean, it makes it fun. I've yeah. done that many times before. I actually got uh, pulled up by
2: my own team playing netball because we won our first ever game. It was for uh, like at the company I used to work for and when we won I had a boombox and I played we are the champions oh my and, uh, I thought mm. it was brilliant mm. I'm going around mm. and four people from my team put me aside and said that's unsportsmanlike yeah like. don't do it they don't realise they didn't that, get like, it it's funny it was hilarious they didn't we get won it. Yeah, I said it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. funny
1: yeah no they like, didn't get no, it no
2: that's just poor, really yeah, poor that, sportsmanship
1: they, you know like I started Instagramming I was putting on my Instagram stories just yeah. table tennis highlights uh-huh. you know and it's interesting the amount of people who were like hey mate I've got to ask you what's going on with the table tennis yeah. but You know what? I like anyone who's into something. Mm -hmm. When you meet people who've got a passion, and it doesn't matter whether they're collecting bottle tops Uh or they know something about pizzas, like my panel operator on my radio show, Will, Mm -hmm. he knows more about pizza Uh and where to get pizzas in different suburbs of Sydney than anyone else I know. Mm. He once drove 45 minutes to Cronulla, which is down south of Mm. Sydney, to go and grab a certain pizza that was cooked a certain way uh, wood-fired pizza a smoked chicken wood-fired pizza these bases yeah. are amazing but they good the and, nice, and, he, and he drove it all the way back to me so i like people if guys are really into table tennis mm. i like talking to them about the table mm. tennis and why and what bat they like using and what style they like to play with it's like you know if people are into something
0: mm.
1: i'm i'm interested in it yeah. all of a sudden. so
0: then if your thing is being into these people it's like you know you're curious about stories what is it about these people that are into something? Because that's what I think Josh doesn't have. He's not obsession. into something. He's not obsession. I've oh, oh, no, no, no. Know. sport-wise, oh, sport. sports, sports. Yeah, no, you've just, got your obsessions. It's
1: just about, about, about being people who are obsessed about something. So it's like, you know, like I, I, I met a bloke recently, Star Wars. There was some significant thing to do with Star Wars. And my radio producer said, oh, we've found this guy. And he's like one of the biggest Star Wars collectors in Australia, Star Wars merch and memorabilia and his whole house is covered in it. That, that mm. interests me. I'm not into Star Wars, but I'm into the guy who's into Star Wars. And I just like to know, I'm like, mate, are you single? Like, what is your, and now he goes, no. And I'm like, what is your, is your girlfriend? And no, she's not really that into it. But every inch of his house is covered in Star Wars stuff. Mm. It's like, you know, those, those are the people, particularly in TV and in radio, they're the people you want to interview. If it's Elvis Presley and you've got the guy who's the Elvis Presley freak mm-hmm. who knows everything about Elvis and has covered his whole life and his house and his body and Elvis tattoos, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't know. There's something special
0: about I those know a, people who are obsessed. I know a guy who's got so much memorabilia on his walls of musicians and he, he, you'd think he knows all these musicians, but Facebook just is littered with different... Um, selfies of him and musicians he goes to airports to find them mm. thank you Marty he goes to events waits memorabilia. out memorabilia no 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 What's to find one, celebrities oh, to the, get
1: photos oh, of oh I think I've and seen him yeah potatoes. what have we got Sausage here mate and potato and, potato and potato and prawn oh mate oh. now these are my two favourites right this thank is the you. the prawn oh. And and Marty, what else is on the prawn? It's just a little bit of bit of
3: salsa verde on top. Oh, yum. truffle oil on the sausage potato. Yeah, oh, mate. A bit of rosemary.
1: It's Lassa. so good. These are my two favourites. Oh, and so yeah, if you ever drop in into Giovanni's on a Friday night, you'll usually see me touching it? the sausage. Yes, don't finish my sausage. <laughs> of I
0: Get out. Um, right, so what's your thing? Have you got an obsession? No, well,
1: see. I'm a generalist. You've got specialists, and you've got generalists. And I think as a journo, um, I'm, I like, you know, I'm the, I can sit around a, a dinner table and talk for two minutes on any topic. But I don't think I can really talk for an hour mm. on one topic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's what, I don't like getting, I've got a short attention span. Uh-huh. I don't like getting too kind of bogged down in any one thing. I mean, there's certain things, I've, I suppose I've got general interests in politics, in radio, in media. Um, but beyond that, no, I'm 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 a generalist as opposed to a specialist. But as a as a journalist or a radio host, I'm looking for the specialists. Mm. So I don't pretend to be the mm. the guy who knows you're the everything dot connector. about. Yeah, I'm I'm the dot connector. Yeah. I'm the person who's standing there going, Hang on, who are the people who know the most, mm. who have got the most interesting points of view on these topics, and I'll I'll get them on the radio, and I'll stand there as the the traffic cop kind of mm. directing traffic. But it feels the,
2: like you're so different to other talk back Like it doesn't feel like you're. The quintessential talk-back radio host. Do you, do you think
1: that? Well, I don't know. I suppose I think every, I think everyone's different. I think they're all different, and I don't think they're all the same. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Well, I, cause, cause I, you only know what to you only know what to do. What you only know to, to be yourself and to mm. do your thing. And I think if if that's the um, the main marker, mm. then you can't go wrong. I think if you try and be something you're not, try and pretend to be an expert on things you're not. But mm. like, you know, there are times when i've had people ring in on the show to talk about certain things and sometimes i've actually decided not to take the call because i'm like well am i really going to be able to shed light yeah. on the state of the stock market uh-huh. at the moment mm. or are you better off ringing ross greenwood's money news show mm-hmm. you know like i yeah, yeah. mind you if someone's calling in and they want to tell educate me about something happy days but yeah I just I don't know I only know to do what I do I suppose in because I'm on AM radio mm. but what I discovered when I took over my drive time show I discovered that on the station I work on it was number one in every shift apart from drive time and I didn't know this until I agreed to do the drive shift and I was like what do you mean they said yeah we're number one 21 hours a day <laughs> and I was like what about our shift they were like no nah, no we're not and I was like "How? Do, why does that work they said it's kind of always been that way and then when I looked at it I was like people are choosing to tune into music Mm. on their way home Mm. surprise surprise people don't want to be loaded with a lot of heavy Mm. opinion all the way home when they've just had a whole day in the office maybe they wake up and they want that information when they wake up when they drive home I'm a bit like that when I leave work I I tend to want to listen to music in the car Mm. on the way home so not that I play a lot of music but I think what I've done with the content is just blended you know made it lightened it up a little bit where i still go hard on things that i'm strong and passionate about but you can still throw in you know like our mate bruno boucher and his list on the the best ice creams <laughs> and the worst ice creams or chocolate bars i've got a possum or a rat or something in my roof at the moment it's been an issue for a couple of weeks <laughs> Mate, I can talk about that. And the board lights up. Yeah. Isn't that FM because, mate, sensibilities, though? Do you think that that's like... Uh, well, I don't know. I just think it's human sensibilities. Yeah. It's what people want and what they're interested in. And there are some things, people try and act really smart. Yeah. And like, I know with producers, when they first mm. join my show, sometimes they'll pitch stories. Mm. And I think they're trying to impress me about how intelligent they are. Mm. And it's like, well, mate, I already know you're smart. That's why I hired you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But but my big test is, mate, is anyone going to sidle up to anyone tonight at the pub and go, wow, did you hear about that uh, white paper that's been uh, developed by the Insurance Council of Australia about changes that are coming from the ACCC (laughs) regarding ASIC in 2020?
3: Yeah.
1: No. But someone's going to walk in to the pub and go, mate, did you see that list that idiot did today about ice creams? What a joke that is. It's like... So you can still do the insurance, you can still do the politics, you can still do all the foreign affairs, whatever's going on with Brexit or Donald Trump, as long as you don't kid yourself into thinking that that's all people Mm. want.
0: How do you reflect stuff that uh, you might not be that passionate about, or even just care about?
1: I tend not to do it. Yeah. You know, like, you don't need to do everything. Mm. Everyone, you don't need to cover every issue. Yeah. I think that's what, I've learned that from other radio hosts listening to them and thinking there are certain radio hosts that I've never heard talk about certain topics because maybe they're just not that into it. And if you're talking about things that you're you're into, like that thing before I said about people who have got passions or obsessions or whatever, that comes through so you know play play your forehand, lean into your forehand and say, this is my strong shot. these are the things I'm I'm interested in and then you can always mix that up by going, Look, there's something that's popped up mm. that I don't know a hell of a lot about and all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it and I'm going to get a bit of an education about it this afternoon.
2: Yeah. We're not the smartest tools in the shed. I've gathered that, yeah. And, um, and one of the things that
0: I only... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, what did you just say? Not the smartest tools in the shed? Yeah, mate, he's struggling. <laughs> no, it's that, so beautiful. But, <laughs> because the saying is... Oh, the sharp sharpest. Tools. <laughs> but that we're not a, the smartest either. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, no, mate. Uh, well but, done, Gronk. Uh, wow. Wow! Uh, Bit
2: of that. I only uh, found out like three years. Oh, when was uh, Trump elected? Whenever that was, and there was all like I was watching um, all the news. It was only then that I uh, found out about like right-leaning media versus left-leaning media. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what I find interesting is uh, two GB. Is that considered right-leaning? Yeah,
1: definitely conservative radio. Absolutely. And and so
2: what does that? But see,
1: here's the thing, right? that's your branding Mm -hmm. right but then say for example in new south wales we had these lockout (coughs) laws came in Mm. right and young people in new south wales hate them because it was like okay we're locking up the city last drinks kicking everyone out killing off the nightlife alan jones who's the breakfast host on 2gb and probably regarded as uh, one of the most you know formidable conservative commentators in the country he was the first to blow the whistle on it and go, hang on a moment, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. We're killing off the fun. We're killing off the nightlife. We're killing off... What about all these other businesses that are going to pay the price? What about the guys selling the pizzas and the kebabs and the, mm. the Uber drivers and the, the taxi drivers? and the So, yes, people might naturally lean a certain way mm-hmm. on issues, but there's always those things where people have their own points of view on things mm. that don't necessarily fit that box. You don't want to be the person whose opinion can be guessed every single time <laughs> yeah, yeah. before you've opened your mouth otherwise what's the point listening to you yeah. and sometimes i say things on the air and my listeners will go mate you are so wrong about this like you're we you know it's like all right well you you guys have overwhelmingly got a different opinion on this mm. to me so do you
2: not mm. touch that that stuff then no no no
1: you definitely do it you do it and you just um and look on on the same radio station there is different points of view on the same issues. Like, there's a family at the moment from Sri Lanka who's on Christmas Island, there's a big tussle over whether they're gonna be sent back to Sri Lanka. On 2GB, Alan Jones in Breakfast is saying, this family deserves to stay. Mm -hmm. Ray Hadley in Mornings, the show straight after, is saying, no, they've broken the rules, they've gotta go. So, you know, people like to put everyone in the same category as saying you all, Mm -hmm. And, and also the idea that some big boss one of the great misunderstandings is the eye that some big boss is coming down and saying, this is what you guys say. Well,
3: that's what I thought yeah. was so
2: strange. Like, how do we all... How do you uh, make sure, if you're oh, a right-leaning a or left-leaning media, that everyone's going to have the same opinions? Well, you don't. You yeah. don't. You know. But even, say, mate, even
1: on Fox News, try yeah. that prawn pizza right yeah, now. Awesome. So you go. Go. Even on Fox News, you've got well, not all the Fox News hosts in America see so mm. eye to eye. Uh-huh. Half the time they hate each other. Mm. And if you have a look at that... um. Russell Crowe show that was just out on stand the loudest voice which was about Roger Ailes who established Fox News now admittedly he kind of ruled with an iron fist and when people didn't agree with his views on things he often found a way of um, you know making them kind of disappear out of the business but you you see there's a lot of hosts who are against each other some have got an opinion that's black on one issue and some have got an opinion that's white on the other like at the moment. I think on, on 2GB, Steve Price uh, is another guy who's on the same radio station. He's on just before me, who people probably know from the project. And there's a debate around at the moment about if you're on unemployment benefits, if you're on Start, mm-hmm. you get paid a pittance. And it's got to the point where if you're living in Sydney or Melbourne or even probably Brisbane, maybe even Perth, depending on your cost of living, mm. mate, there's no way in the world people can survive on 260 bucks a week. Yeah. Like, how can anyone survive off that? I think
2: Ash Williams. Sorry. Ash Williams, correct. <laughs> <Literally>, <laughs> I think oh no, it's it's because, because he doesn't pay
0: his yeah, and he
1: doesn't pay credit card bills, <laughs> and he owes the government money. But, but it's like you know. So Pricey's view is that no, we're not. We don't need to increase it. Mm-hmm. It's not there as a safety net. It's like no, that's just there as a bridge to get people a job. My view is, no, you know, people need more to live on. So that's the thing. And, and mate, <coughs> it makes it a lot more interesting for the listeners. Yeah. and you never these things are never like oh I'm going to say this and you say that mm-hmm. but I'll often hear him say something and I think well I've got a different view and it's not a case of saying he's wrong and I'm right but it's like well this is what I think and then you let people decide
0: it's also you can coexist, you can be in the same building mate, and walk past each other and, and be love, mates
1: mates some of my best mates are people who've got very different opinions to me and I think there are some people who've said to me how can you be mates of that bloke I'm like, well, what do you mean? Oh, we have some of the best Barneys over at dinner table mm. sitting down and all of a sudden, I've got friends who actively encourage me and a certain person who's got a different view to me. Mm. Um, they love being there. They go, oh, this will be good tonight. This will be good tonight. And so they throw the grenade in, knowing that I'm going to go head to head with this certain person and mm. we're going to rip each other's heads off. And But I still love hanging out with the blokes, still love having a, a feed with them, ha- having a hit of tennis and... Whatever else, and so yeah. You, know. you,
0: said, you said that uh, the station has its brand which might be more conservative. Mm. Who's developed that though? Because brands start from somewhere. The, it's like the audience. A, okay, so it's been dictated by the, the listeners. Audience.
1: The audience, like anything, the audience likes listening to a certain thing, and the more of them that listen to that certain thing, the higher the ratings are.
0: Mm, I hope and we haven't developed a racist audience. No. <laughs> it's, the, no it's, not, it's not us. And the, uh,
1: and the more, the, um, the more, the higher the ratings are, mm. probably the more guaranteed that person is of, of that shift. So, you know, but, mate, I have people, I've had literally back-to-back emails, like one comes through at 343, saying, just attacking me for being too right wing and 344 for attacking me for being a lefty. <laughs> and so I, I always read a man and go, this is gold. listen to this, Graham at 343, I'm, I'm a right wing zealot, and Mick at 344 saying, mate, you're a shocking lefty, you're on the wrong radio station. So, you know, it depends on where you're viewing these yeah. things from as well. Have mm. you
2: uh, got any catch cries or things that you constantly say? Because uh, in, in our office, we've actually started quoting you a lot because what? You, you, you made a made a video where uh, you were supporting Organised August.
1: Brilliant. I was a big supporter of Organised August. In yeah. fact, I can't wait for next August. Yeah.
2: And so in, I can't in, believe Tommy shit-canned it. I know. Mate, <laughs> really. And so what you said in that video is you said, oh, and his co host uh, Tommy thinks it's a bad idea and then you pause and you say that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> and so you just we said that's crazy, crazy before and I looked crazy. over it. <laughs> it was
1: really dismissive as well it <laughs> no, no, like, I loved oh, it. and I was laughed it was like this guy's obviously <laughs> lost the cr- plot that's crazy but anyway <laughs> like,
2: even we were driving yeah. and um, Tommy didn't even realise he was doing it but he said that's crazy and then I said that's crazy, and the Uber driver laughed so hard he didn't even know what was going no. on. No. And so I mean, that's that's one. I'm the sure I've created. got
1: those fallbacks. Yeah, you that's right. Those things that you fall back on. Oh, and, that's crazy. You know, like <laughs> I say things. If someone's calling in and they've told me something and I, I don't quite know what to say, I go, "What?" Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It just gives yeah. you that extra. They <laughs> ring in and seconds. they make some comment, yeah. and I think I don't know what I'm about to say. That I go, "What?" <laughs> And then they tell you again, and then I say something half intelligent. So it's like, that's one of my kind of get-out-of-jail-free cards. Yeah. I, um, I feel like you also have, like, um,
2: just a presence. I, I was watching um, some live stream. I don't know if you always do it, but I went on the 2GB website, and I was watching you live with mm, video. Is that mm. an always-on thing for you? Yeah, yeah, we do that. Yeah, It's yeah. sick. Anyway, I was so surprised. If you watch us doing the show... Uh, the videos. I've got my cord disengaged and basically like falling over on my chair, just sort of talking. You are upright. Yeah, I'll be a ready nice to go. Nice crisp white shirt with a nice grey pant. Did you say pant. I'll be ready to go. And you've got your crouching tiger. Yeah, and you've got <laughs> your you go. hands, and you're going. I'm yeah. moving that's, I'm animated you know, that's crazy yeah, you've yeah. just
1: heard blah blah, <laughs> blah 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 how did I become the that's crazy guy
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's <good>. we're going <laughs> like to t- stop <laughs> <laughs> you just went like that we're going to get a frame of that we're going to get it illustrated and it's going to say that's crazy
3: yeah
2: uh, no. but is that is that an actual thought that okay I need to Move my arms. No, no, no. It's
1: just that's just me being. I suppose that I'm used to talking that way. Yeah. As I said, it's the kind of you know. It's it's the Italian in me, (laughs) uh, even though I'm not an officially an Italian. But I think, um, and also probably TV. One thing that I learnt early on on TV from Carl Stefanovic. My first day, I did four years of being on the Today Show every Mm -hmm. morning with Carl and Lisa and Georgie Gardner and Richard Wilkins, and we'd be sitting there every morning. On my first day. Carl says to me, he goes, now mate, what's the most important thing? And I went, "Uh, credibility? He goes, nah. (laughs) Experience? Nah, energy. And I went, ah, he was like, mate, energy. He goes, if you can bring energy, he goes, any shortcomings you have on experience or knowledge or intelligence or anything else, Will be disguised by that great energy, mm. and I probably was energetic already. Mm. But I think that taught me something as well that if you're, you know, and you want to be, you want to be into it, you yeah. want to be, be bring. And I probably bring too much. I've had people like Kyle Sandilands describes me as the guy who shouts, <laughs> which is quite a good stitcher, but it's crazy. quite true. I've been in on his show, and he says, "Don't use my friggin' catchphrase." It's, it's, it's
3: crazy.
2: So um, <laughs> can
1: we get a clean one? He's um yeah, I'll give you a clean one. That's crazy. <laughs> no, that was more. overcooked. Two more.
0: Yeah, half, yeah, <laughs> half the uh, energy, half uh, off. Half off.
2: Uh, and quiet. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so you can use it for all different situations. Yeah, yeah. And we if someone a... dies, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so I like
2: good.
0: That uh,
1: again, You probably wouldn't say that, <laughs> would you? If someone died. Oh, but yeah, that, The, the die. energy thing, I think. And, yeah, so Kyle in the studio one day, he goes, Mate, why do you shout all the time? Yeah. He said, just talk. Mm. And, and it's a fair criticism, I think, of my delivery. But it's hard because it's just like, that's what I do.
2: Everything you know? seems like, because I listen to the podcast. And what I love is
1: uh,
2: if I'm a little bit anxious, it's not the best thing to listen to because it always feels like it's, there is some breaking news. With <laughs> oh, mate, there's always news.
1: something happening. Um, there's always something happening. You want that. You want yeah, that. And which I've got some the, breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news, just while you're talking okay, about yeah, that, I great, want you to try okay. the sausage <laughs> And potato pizza. Uh, so so and, that
0: energy, Eve, what you. about when you're not feeling it? Mr is 97? It, are you manufacturing it or are you just stepping into... I uh, know, oh,
1: mate, I always feel it. When the light's on, when that light comes on and the, the microphone's on, I always, I always feel the energy. What I do do, what you've just raised about when you're not feeling it, mm. I've always got pre-records up my sleeve. Always have pre-records. So at any one time I've got six interviews that are sitting on the board that are timeless things that I've done that I just find really interesting. And I, I pre-record them because I don't want to be locked into doing them on a certain day because of the breaking news aspect of yeah. my show. It's all of a sudden you've got a major thing happening and I've locked in that I've got this person in the studio talking about something completely unrelated to what I really want to be talking about right now. So sometimes I pre-record those things and make some of them sit on the board for months and if I'm feeling off, Mm. like as far as psychologically, if I'm like, oh mate, I'm just not in the right frame of mind today because there's something going on in my life that's kind Mm. of got me down or I'm so wrecked um, through through overworking or whatever, then those are the days where I think, you know what, I reckon a couple of pre-records are gonna go away today. But I'll say to my team, I go, those pre-records are getting a run today, we're gonna run that one and that one. And they always go, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Because they know once the light's yeah. on and once I mm. go, then all of a sudden they go, aren't we playing that pre-record? It's like, nah, no, 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 I'm all good. Because it feeds you. And that's where I, oh, the thing I've... I, I, I have lots of work experience kids who come through my my show. When I first started working at 2GB, there was no work experience kind of element to it. All you right. just dropped pizza Donk on man. me. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. 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 <laughs> on my pants, Chris's hand. Don't rub me. Don't rub me. I can I'm so so, I'm so, so I started a bit of a hum, as if that was not going to happen. Well, because it's not soft- crazy. <laughs> um, I, I, I brought in the work experience thing, and, and so I've got great work. I've got work experience kids because I was a former work experience kid, and then yeah. I've got interns, mm. and then I've got paid interns. And that's how everyone kind of comes mm-hmm. through the system then they get a job and then a lot of the time then if the when they decide they want to go and work in tv then i mm-hmm. kind of shuffle them off to go and work at channel nine so it's a really good kind of system in place and now i forgot what we we're even talking oh, about because no, i'm distracted so, by the mess so, on sorry. my pants
0: uh, we, josh and i and mr and i said we find your generosity uh, uh unbelievable towards us and your support where does that come from as far as because it's not just to us i can see the pizza shop your, your mates You know, probably from my mum and dad. Mum and dad have always,
1: without me kind of being conscious of it, I've met a lot of people who say to me, um, say for example, restaurant owners. I go to a restaurant. There's a restaurant called Verde in Darlinghurst, this Italian restaurant, and the guys there, Antonio and Ronnie, I remember them saying to me, "Oh mate, what your dad has done for us," and I go, "What's my dad done for you?" They go, "He goes, don't you know? I might know." And he goes, "Mate, he started." organising these lunches here and then he introduced this guy uh, Dennis Hanlon the boss of Sony who then started coming here now Sony have all their functions here and now and I don't know like I, I suppose I'm I, I like people who have a go I love people who set things up so that's when I heard your podcast and I just love the element of I love the daily element of, of it I love the fact that you I don't know it's just I enjoy listening to it mm. I I've got this weird thing with podcasts as well that when I start getting hooked on them, then I want to be on them, mm-hmm. and this is really self-centered. But it's like I want to be involved. Yeah. I like getting involved. If there's something like the pizza shop, yeah. I'm like, I love the pizza shop. I want to get involved, so I want to get amongst it. I want to. I can just come in here and just enjoy it. Yeah. But also, it's about tipping other people into it. Mm-hmm. So if I love, if I find a joint that I like. I then go, right, we're all going. Let's all yeah. go. <laughs> and then the best thing is when you discover the people you've taken to that restaurant, they then go back independently. So when, it, when I go back into the restaurant, they go, oh, Mr. 97 came in the other day. Yeah. Like, who did he come in with? Mm-hmm. He's not coming in with me. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, he brought some people in from his work. So I don't know. That thing kind of just flows on. And the, the podcast thing, like, there are uh, some boys at The Sweetest Plum. Yeah. is probably the yeah. first comedy podcast that I fell in love with. Yeah, awesome. Deck and Nick. And I started listening to them and I just found them really funny. And I just, and, and then I, I heard them bagging a few people because they bag everyone. In fact, I think they were bagged me, which is how I first got onto it. And I was like, what is this thing? And I listened to it and I was being bagged on it. And then I heard them getting stuck into David and Sonia from Channel 9 one day, David Campbell and Sonia Kruger.
3: I'm getting they were careful just, with
1: yeah, get into it. And they were hammering them over something. So then I thought, oh... So I bumped into David and Sonia and I said, look, can you record a video message for these guys who have a podcast, these guys I know? I, d- I didn't know them. So then I just send it in. And then that started this thing where all of a sudden they started saying, why is, he, why is Ben Fordham listening to our podcast? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why is he sending us videos? So you know, like um, Con the Fruiterer? Yeah, yeah. They were giving so much grief to Con the Fruiterer on the podcast one day. And then I bump into him at channel nine. So I go, oh Con, hi mate. I said, "Can you record a video? Shout Where out to it? these guys." So then, the next thing, then I'm listening to the podcast, and it was like I loved kind of d- being a disruptor, mm. you know, just kind of getting involved. The, um, the teacher's pet, which was the big podcast of last year, which was you all that big. That?
0: Well, <laughs> <heard of> someone.
1: <laughs> well, Headley Thomas, allegedly still before the court. Headley Thomas, who um, did did the podcast as a mate of mine, mm. he called me before episode one landed and said, "I want to tell you what I'm doing." And if you believe in it can you get behind it and i said absolutely so i started talking about it on radio and then started following up on a lot of the same issues and he then started incorporating that into the the podcast you know and like with you guys i don't know i think with you guys i was listening to you guys for ages and it was only when organized august came up that you floated this thing and tommy just stomped all over it straight away and i really felt for you Uh, thank you because i just felt like you were being kind of Downtrodden and degraded you. by your dear friend over here, who, as they you say, they don't know they're doing it. You no, know, they don't know they're doing it. And as you say, he's got the haircut yeah. and the confidence and uh-huh. whatever. And that's when I thought, hang on a moment, I'm not going to cop this. I'm getting involved. <laughs> so that's why I was like, no, I'm backing Organised August and I want to get Sonia Kruger to back <laughs> it and I want to yeah. get people, let's get involved, let's do it.
2: Do you think, is there a, uh, is there a risk that one day I do get the hair? And I do get the confidence. <laughs> no. Two, no. No, no,
1: no, no, no! I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> so, what about Richard Wilkins? Um, his hair, he had a haircut just before well,
2: the podcast. Also, well, yeah, he was talking oh, about it. And, uh, 97 pointed out I was a little bit tipsy but I told him I told Dickie to fuck off because he said oh, 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 sorry.
1: <laughs> he, sorry did I just hear that correctly that's crazy I mean that is that's crazy, that is crazy. see I should have saved
2: it for then why did I use it earlier uh, No, but it was. It, oh my it was god, god that's crazy he was saying that he's, he didn't have great hair and I just think that it's... I mean, I'm wearing a hat right now because I've got some of the thinnest hair in podcasting. <laughs> and for, for him to to say that, it's like people who say they're upset because they can't put on weight. Mm. And they're saying it to someone who's a little bit chubby. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a great thing to hear. And I felt that uh, Richard was... Uh, yeah, he was complaining, ab- Yeah, he was complaining about his awesome hair. Yeah. Well,
1: that's a disgrace that he was doing that. <laughs> yeah. I love him, but... Yeah.
0: The generosity... Do you find because I think it? I think people can see it. Do you find people coming to try and get a bit of the
1: generosity? No way, that Not sharing? at all. Not at all, mate. I do it, for... I don't see it. See, I don't see it as generosity. Mm. I see it as like with Ash Williams. I was listening to the team effort. Mm. Another great podcast. Ed Cavali and Tony Martin and and Ash, and then they kind of rotate the fourth one in fact where's the team effort podcast happen? that i haven't heard one of them in a while yeah, Ed um <laughs> but i and i heard ash on there saying he was moving to sydney and so it's like and i so i sent him a note i didn't know him but i said when you come to sydney if you want to catch up and i can kind of show you mm. around mm. And, and um it's more me wanting to be a part of you mm. as opposed to mm. you wanting my help it's more me kind of listening to it and going i like the sound of these guys and and um if i like something well why not why kind of going to kind of want to get involved in that yeah. you know what i mean it's like it's like chasing a, a girl who you fall in love with now well, they, i don't want to get weird on you guys <laughs> but well, it's which like, one are you, know, you chasing
2: more tommy or uh, me? no it's
1: a, it's a collective but the but, hair. You know, well, no, I like I like peroxide blonde hair.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: why is he fidgeting nervously over there in the corner all of a sudden? Do you want some pizza, baby? <laughs> what do you want? You want a margarita? Yeah, I've seen it. That's yeah, a yeah, margarita. He that's He's a absolutely. plain Jane. Got James. some dessert coming as well. Uh, oh yes. Hey Marty, what's a dessert? Right here. Oh, 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 hello. No. Look at this. Yeah.
0: Drop these off before I leave. Oh, Look at oh, these. Oh. So
1: this is from Maggio's Bakery. And this stuff is just...
0: So there's a tiramisu. Oh. Oh. Oh, a
3: tiramisu... Wow.
0: That's a samba, there's like a chocolate mousse Yum, yum, yum. Yum.
1: Carlo. Thank you, Carlo.
2: Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, much. Thank you so mate. much. It looks so good. You have the key so you can lock
1: up. I do. And I'm uh, I'm out tonight, so I won't be working tonight. <laughs>
3: but thank <laughs> I mean, you very much. I and
2: mean, on that, sleep. Yeah. Uh, one thing that uh, Tommy and I are always referencing is... When we're feeling tired, we look at people like you and we say, well, look at Fordo. Like, he's fun, he's doing it all. He's doing breakfast. We're seeing him at, on breakfast TV. He's doing 2GB in the afternoon. You and got, then he's working, uh, you know, doing boxes, pizza boxes. But then the you right, got right, two right. kids
0: and another on the
1: way. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I, I'm good at looking busy. And I'm also, <laughs> mate... I don't waste time doing stuff I don't like. <laughs> I had someone teach me years ago, and he's a mate of mine who I actually haven't seen in a while. His name's Rich O'Rourke, and I met him in a nightclub. And um, he said to me, and I, I was talking to him, and you're going to get me philosophical here, but someone came over to me and said, and who I, hadn't, who I hadn't seen in a while, someone came over and went, oh, mate, how are you? And I said, oh, good, good. And I was talking to Rich. This is in a
2: nightclub. So this is in a nightclub.
1: Yeah, we're yelling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, he came over and I was like, I said, mate, I'll be over in a minute. I'm just talking to my mate. I'll be yeah. over. And it was someone who I like, hadn't seen since primary school yeah. I didn't really want to talk to. Yeah. And then um, I said, oh, mate, I better go over and talk to this guy. And he goes, do you want to? I said, no, I don't want to at all. He goes, well, don't. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, why don't you want to talk to him? I said, because, mate, he was an asshole yeah. at primary school. I haven't seen him in 15 years. I don't really, got no interest in talking to him but it's kind of the polite thing to do. Mm-hmm. He said, mate, don't do it. Only do things you want to do and a light went on and so to, to use that in my current life, there's so many things that I could be going to that I don't really want to go to. I don't really like, I don't like going to events uh-huh. as such. I don't like going to, you know, movie premieres or kind of, you know, industry kind of parties uh-huh. or things like that. Mm-hmm. If I'm him seeing it, as if, if it's a charity thing and I'm the MC, I'm there because I kind of like emceeing and I like a job to do. Mm-hmm. But if it's just being there and I'm like, well, I need to, I'd rather be at home, like there's nothing better. Jody, my wife and I have got this thing that we do where you get invited to something, just say it's a, a big charity fundraiser thing. Mm-hmm. And I've had to confess to a couple of the charities that I've got associations with where I've had to say, listen, if you don't need me to MC it, I'm unlikely to be able to get there. Mm-hmm. Because save me, I'd rather, save me for when you need me to do yeah, that, yeah. that kind of emceeing and otherwise I just want to be at home with Jody. Uh-huh. So, but I'll still put it in my diary, that event that's on, even though I've RSVP'd that I can't be there. So I've said for them example, you've got like, there's a thing, um, a charity where uh, Richard Wilkins is, is emceeing the thing. And I say to them, you've got Dickie emceeing. Like I can be sitting in the room with 700 people on a Friday night wearing a suit. Yeah. Or I can be at home with Jody, mm-hmm. Like, you know, charity starts at home and your, 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 your commitments start at home. So I'm like, and I'm really honest with them about it. I said, I'll be there when you need me to host anything,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? Because then I feel like I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm being useful. So the best thing is I'll be sitting there on a Friday night and I'll say to Jody, oh, you know where we could be tonight. And I look at it, or you see Instagram pictures coming in, and I'm like, of people in a tuxedo on a Saturday night. And you just feel that much better just sitting back into the couch, comfy, having a glass of red wine, and just going, you know, like. So I suppose I avoid a lot of that. I use my time wisely Mm -hmm. in that I, you know, I get asked to go to a lot of things. And I also offset it, for example, by I'll say to charities, Yesterday, I was asked to go and do this thing in November. Mm-hmm. October, November, December, forget about it. What's happening? So as in I go hard January through to September, October, mm-hmm. but then if I get an invite to something and it's in October, November, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 mm-hmm. unless it's a charity that I've that I've got an association with and I need to help because mm-hmm. I know psychologically I'm going to be rooted at the end of the year. I'm not going to want to do that. So the way I help people out is like a guy approached me the other day and said, look, we're having this big multicultural event. It's about forty five minutes from here. It's on a Sunday in November. We want you to be there and host it. I said, mate, I can't do that. Because I just need to be I'm gonna have a newborn baby at home. I said, I you know otherwise I've seen too many blokes who've stuffed things up by taking their eye off the ball in a family sense and a marriage sense. So I was like, but I can't be there. But do you want to come on the radio show to give it a free plug? Uh And he goes, Yeah sure. So I suppose I use that as a way too to kind of, as my way of politely excusing myself from having to go there. So look, I I might seem busy, but I could be a lot busier. Yeah, And
0: And so what's the plan when the bub comes? Because that's a a couple of weeks. I'll have
1: a couple of weeks off. Yeah, Yeah. a couple of weeks off when when the baby comes. And also I'm a big believer in getting a lot of help. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this girl sent me a thing in the post, this box, and it had chocolates in it and a note. And she said, I don't know you but from listening to you and watching you I gather that you would rather spend time with Jody and Freddie and Pearl than be doing a lot of things that you don't need to be doing. She goes I've started my own personal concierge business. In fact this is right up your alley. Hmm. So I'm like what's that? And she put chocolates in it as well for the kids. What so- sort of chocolates? great question <laughs> that is fair, isn't it? little mini like favorites you oh, know yeah, what i mean great, yeah, you, you sure. know general uh, a bit of a selection of chocolates <laughs> that's a really really good question uh so anyway <laughs> that's crazy um so i open it up and i'm like okay so she's pretty smart her name's amber pretty smart she's throwing some chocolates in for the kids and she knows me well enough so i meet her for a coffee and i'm like she goes how can i make your life easier and I said, to be honest with you, my wife wakes up at 3.15 every morning. She's reading the 5am news on Channel 7. Yeah. When I get home after radio and I see Jody, then cleaning up after dinner and I then feel guilty, but I don't want to be doing it straight away because I've just got home from work. Mm. And I was like, I don't... I said, I would love to find like a uni student who lives within two streets of our house who wants to just come in on their own flexible time for one hour a night just to clean up the house. And she goes, I'll find the person for you. So she does the advertising, she does the interviewing. The next thing she discovers, a girl called Francesca, who's a law student, lives in the street next to ours. Francesca just gets a key to the house. She comes in whenever she wants. I pay her for one hour a night. And I say to her, if you're done in half an hour, you're done in half an hour, you can kind of go. Any night that you don't want to be there because you've got a dinner you've got to go to or whatever, that's fine. You don't have to be there every night. Uh, I, I put the cash on the fridge at the start of the week. And she comes in Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, which means Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, when we wake up in the morning, the house looks absolutely Mm. perfect. Just like the kids' toys are off the ground, the plates are cleaned up, you know, the washing's put away, all those kind of things. So I've kind of been a big believer. I've got kids working for me. Like, I've got two boys. I've got boys in the street who work for me. A boy called Max comes to our house every weekend to hose the lawn and to empty the skimmer box. And I did a deal with him up front. I had a two year contract with Zach and Ash across the road, yeah. written, yeah. right, all written up. And they go, what about if we're away? I said, you're away, you find someone to fill the spot. Yeah. And they said, do we have to pay whoever fills in what you're paying us? I said, whatever your arrangements are up to you. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are like eight and 10. Now they then, at the end of the, we did a 12 month contract. We then rolled it over into the next year. And at the end of last year, I said, "Do you want to go around again?" Because it was like in a negotiation time, yeah. <laughs> and um, they said, yeah, oh, "Yeah." And I said, "You don't sound that keen." Yeah. And they went, "No, oh, you know, young kids, fair enough." I said, "All right, it's no worries." I said, "Max down the road wants to do it, and Jasper up the road wants to do it. <laughs> so there's plenty of other kids who want to do it." So <laughs> anyway, so I then do a deal with Max, and the way I do it, I do cash up front, so I pay for the whole year in February. So the kids are looking at this cash going, holy <laughs> shit, you know. So I go, but you're there every weekend. You do five minutes hosing at the front, five minutes hosing at the back. Do you think there's a risk Put in your hand the cash mm-hmm. up upside- front? There is a risk. If se- several people are said to me, that's crazy, but I like that. <laughs> I didn't even realise I did that. <laughs> Honestly, it's just now slipping out. But um, I, I like that element. I like that, you know, it's a good trust element to go, yeah. I've got yeah. faith in you. But maybe
2: there's something, because even when we get paid up front...
1: I wouldn't continue this sentence. No, I mean
2: just edits and stuff get 10% harder because it's like if you mm. wait until on delivery you get the final payment, it's then you're working towards yeah, it. Yeah, so I potentially know. on like a quarterly I kind of like being
1: the, um, as I told you, the mafia boss around the <laughs> suburb where the kids Everyone's were like, dead. oh, look at this cash that he got. And that's right, they owe me. So then anyway, the boys then came back. How many the, this was the you? best thing. This was the best thing. Um, Zachy and Ash came back across. They'd had to think about it yeah. and they were like, what are we doing? This is crazy. So they came back, knocked on the door. I do say it a lot. And then they, and then they go, oh, we've had a rethink. No, we do want to do it.
3: And, and you've already spoken I said, what? <laughs>
1: you, you do yeah. want to do it? I said, oh, boys, that's a shame. I get out my text messages and I go, I just locked in Max 15 minutes ago. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. So I was like, I'll find some other jobs for you. So, you know, I don't like getting in my own attic, right? Yeah. Because it's like, you kind of, if you're an, you're an adult, you've got to yeah. crouch over. Yeah. Kids, they can stand up. It's fun, so when it's, it's fun. fun. And kids love getting yeah. in the attic. So I'm like, there's 20 bucks, spend an hour cleaning up the attic, go up there and clean yeah. stuff up and you know, like. How many kids do you get on the payroll? Oh mate, there's been some weekends, I kid you not, where I've added up that I've paid six kids in one weekend. <laughs> Including when our second child was born, Pearl, and this is on my Instagram somewhere, I paid a kid called Kai to walk her in the pram. Because I was like, oh, mate, you've got to get her off to sleep in the pram. Mm. And I was like, I just feel like riding my bike. Yeah. So I rode my bike alongside him on the street and he was walking <laughs> up and down <laughs> through the suburb. Right? Oh, you're paying good money. Yeah. He was getting good, good cash for yeah. it. Yeah. And the best thing, okay, the prize job in my, my street and in my house, you know when you Foxtel... If you've got Foxtel, when it's full, when the memory's full, because it'll say you've got 10% left, 5% yeah. left, 3% left. Once it starts going down, there's not a delete all button. Yeah, you got to delete individually. You've got to delete individually. And there's not just delete, you've got to go delete, select, delete, select, delete, select. So that's a 15, 20 minute job to clear yeah. the whole thing. I pay kids to do the delete, select. <laughs> kids come into my house, I'm not joking, and the best was when this kid who I didn't know stopped me one day because two kids who i paid to do it previously, Bo and Kai, had bragged about it at school. Yeah. They're in primary school. And they'd bragged about it. They were like, oh, yeah, this guy's giving us, you know, like 15 bucks to sit there and just delete his Foxtel. <laughs> and the other kids were like, bullshit. And they were like, no, it's true, right? And I'll ask my brother and the kids didn't believe him. So I'm up getting a coffee one day up the road here and this kid I didn't know just walked up and went, excuse me, he goes, do you pay Bowen Kai to delete your Foxtel? I was like, yeah, how do you know? He goes, oh, I was just asking. And he walked away. I was like, and then I went to Bowen and Kai and I was like, why did some strange kid, they go, because they don't believe us. They don't believe us. It's the best job around. So there's other kids start pitching for the work. But, you know, that goes back to probably the lawnmower business. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. like you want to... You wanna give them a go. I've had times where I've walked into my house before I had Francesca coming in to do the cleanup. <clears throat> I've had times where Jodie's out for the day mm-hmm. and she's out and I'm like, oh mate, the house just looks like a wreck. Mm-hmm. And I really should, it'll make a difference to her. If she walks in and it's clean, it's clearly gonna make her happier than this. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't have it in me. I just like, I, I'm just not in the right. So I walk outside on the street and I like just have a bit of a look around <laughs> cause I know all the kids and I'm like, hey Bo, come in. <laughs> I said you want some money? Yes. Yeah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up everything off the floor of this house. So I was like, anything that's on the floor, get it off the floor, put the shoes in that cupboard, put the toys in the toy room, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I just like, you know, there you go. It's bam, it all just happens.
0: I mean, my biggest problem is I, I would have to invoice because I, I don't have cash. Oh, I'd yeah, have to pay by cash. card. <laughs> Mate,
1: what about this one? Here's a good one. You know, when you got all your coins, so I've got like jars of coins around the house. What are you gonna do with those jars of coins, right? I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. I'm sure I can deal with it, but so Zachy across the road, I go, Zachy. he was deleting the foxtail at the time. No joke, deleting the foxtail at the time. And I said, how are you going, mate? What are you up to? And he's like down at 14%, you know, so he's finishing it off. I said, what are, you, what are you doing after this? He said, I don't know, why? I said, mate, come over here. Jody's like, what are you doing? And I was like, and I just get all these coins. I was like, mate, listen, you're going to take all these coins? you're going to go and find out, take them to the bank or wherever you've got to take it to, I want to convert it into cash yeah. and you keep 20%. Now, he went straight up to North's Leagues, which is like the, the local club where you go up there and because they've got poker machines and things <laughs> yeah. like that, they've got a, they've got a machine there. Uh-huh. Right? So he just went and, I didn't realise it was that easy, otherwise I would have <laughs> done it myself. He just went and poured them all in there. I think it was something like 250 bucks oh, worth well. of coins and he's just walked away, delivered 200 to Jody and walked away with 50 and just gone off. Oh. And Jody was like, that was quick. He goes, oh yeah, it was just, you know, there's a machine there. You just poured <laughs> it into the machine. Because I was like, mate, you're going to have to go to the bank. You'll have to get your mum and dad to take you to the bank. Obviously there's bank <laughs> yeah. hours. You'll have to coordinate it with school. There's no rush. You can do it during your school holidays. He was back an oh. hour later just going, there's your 200. I've got 50.
0: What about your kids? How, how do you parent them? In, um, the, in
1: a similar way? You're- no, well, not so much on the cash front just yet. <laughs> but there'll be a time and place for that Look. Mate, I don't really have an approach with it. I I do know this, for any um, future dads out there, I did not read one book. Mm. I did not read one book. I was given certain books, even mates of mine who I love. One of my best mates, Tommy Malone, is the boss of Wide World of Sports at Channel Nine. He's a lovely bloke, father of four kids. Uh, One of his little girls, Nancy, is my goddaughter, so I love him. And um, he gave me one book. He goes, mate, a lot of people are gonna tell you to read a lot of books. He goes, they're all bullshit. Just read this one. I didn't read it. (laughs) I didn't read it. I was like, mate. He goes, did you read it? I said, mate, I didn't. He goes, that's all right. I was like, mate, because you make it up as you go, and you just discover it as you go, and you use your creativity to try and kind of sort things out, and you know, like, I love that element of it. Like, I remember I've got a godson called William, who's a big boy now, but when he was a kid, and he lived in the bush, I went to visit him, and out of Condomine in Queensland, and he he had an imaginary friend. And he was like, um, and I'm trying to think of his imaginary friend's name. I think it was Freddie Ding Dong. So it was like everything was, oh, I'll check with Freddie Ding Dong and I'll talk to Freddie Ding Dong and Freddie Ding Dong will come and do it. And I was like, so I started talking about Freddie Ding Dong as well. I was like, hey, Will, and he would have been like two or three. I was like, grab Freddie Ding Dong and we'll go out on the trampoline. And my mate pulled me aside. And he goes, hey, mate, he goes, can you drop off the Freddie Ding Dong stuff? He goes, because we're, we're trying to erase it. <laughs> like you know I was mm. like it's just an imaginary friend he goes yeah I know but he, mate he just never stops talking about Freddie Ding Dong so, so I, he goes if you can just try and just don't, don't talk, mm. let him talk about yeah, it yeah. but just try not. I said yeah okay I said so what you want him to you don't want him to talk about Freddie Ding Dong anymore he goes well mate just, just over it I was yeah. like okay so I like that thing of going how do I kill off an imaginary friend <laughs> to challenge I'm supposed to be on holidays <laughs> so I was like hey Will I said, do you want to meet Frankie Duda? He goes, who's Frankie Duda? I said, he's my mate. I said, he's out the back. Do you want to meet him? He goes, who is he? I said, he's my mate. He's out here. He goes, yeah. So he goes, walk out there. And I go, he goes, I'll bring Freddie Ding Dong. I'm like, okay. So I walk out there and I go, I said, there's Frankie Duda. And I just pointed a blank space. He goes, there's no one there. I said, yeah, it's Frankie Dud. That's Fr- Frankie Duda. He goes, no. He goes, there's no one there. And I was like, well, mate. And this sounds like I'm crushing his dreams. I said, OK, mate, you introduce me to Freddie Dingdong, And I'll introduce you to Frankie Doodah," And you could see this light just went on this kid's head. never mention him again. But you know what? The best thing is they had a scarecrow competition at school where they had to make a scarecrow. And then when they had to give it a name, they were like, what are we going to call it? The parents are like, well, what are we going to call it? And he was like... Frankie Doodah. So, my <laughs> imaginary friend ended up being a scarecrow. There have you go. Have you ever thought about
2: doing comedy? Stand up?
1: <clears throat> Mate, I went to a, uh, what do you call it when people just jump Open up? Mic Open mic. Open mic. I went to one in King's Cross when I would have been about 18. I saw people jump up there and I absolutely loved it. I admired them so much for being able to do that. I thought to myself, I want to do that one day. But it just scares the living daylights out of me. And then Dan Illick mm. asked me recently, he was doing an Irrational Fear podcast about press freedom. And because I'd been threatened with a police raid at one point, he went, mate, you'd be perfect to come along to this. I got Ash Williams to help me a little mm. bit. I said, I've got my idea for my five, you had to do a five minute spiel. Mm. He goes, it doesn't have to be funny, but it'd help if it was. I was like, <laughs> okay, so no it's pretty funny. I thought, I'm going to take this seriously. I prepared more for that than my own radio show. <laughs> and I went and had two coffees with Ash. And I said, this is what I'm thinking. He goes, yeah, it's good. But, but he just tweaked it a little bit. He goes, get into that sooner. And he goes, maybe throw, throw away a comment about that. Like, he kind of workshopped a little bit for me. And um, I didn't invite people along. I had two mates of mine from work, um, Zach and Jake who who, who both said will come do you mean work as in 2GB, 2GB or yeah. the kids right yeah. no not, not <laughs> the kids from the street but um, yeah Jake Lyle and Zach McLean they were like mate are you really doing this I was like yeah and they're great blokes and, they, and I was like oh and they said do you want a bit of support and I actually needed as part of the gag I was doing I needed someone to bid on something so I was like I need someone to start the bidding so I was like Okay, you boys come along, but I deliberately didn't invite anyone else because I thought if this tanks, I just didn't want anyone to be there, even yeah. though it was yeah, being yeah. recorded, and there were going to be you know a few hundred people there, and it went well, and I was like, and I know it went well because there were, I just happened that way that I was like, but I honestly think it was probably because I thought I couldn't, mate. If I had just stood up there and thought I'll just try and be funny, mm-hmm. good luck. Like yeah. forget about it. But I, I put a bit of thought into it, and you know. But um, I don't know. I, I admire anyone who, yeah. who does that because I just find it frightening.
2: Mm. So what's, yeah. what's the filter of life? Like all of these things, Hamish Blake talks about like um, creating experiences. Is that something that you really think about? Or creating memories I think is, is mm. more specifically. Are you constantly thinking about experiences and memories in life?
1: Oh, what I've done in recent times, and this comes under the um, Dan Illick mm-hmm. thing of standing up and attempting to be funny for five minutes in front of people. I made a rule a few years ago that if I'm asked to do something that scares me, I say yes. Mm -hmm. And previously I hadn't done that. And the time it changed was actually being asked to host Ninja Warrior because Ninja Warrior was not a show that I would ever have thought about hosting or or auditioned to host or anything like that. I literally got a call one day from a girl called Karen McCart at Channel 9 and Kaz calls and says, hey, uh, they want you to come in for a meeting. And I said, who's they? She goes, the boss is upstairs. And I was like, what about? She goes, oh, I can't tell you. (laughs) And I was like, oh, mate, this is obviously the phone call. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, hey, listen, Karen, and I didn't know her. I was like, listen, just tell me what it is. I swear to God, I will not tell anyone you've told me. I need to know what it is. (laughs) She goes, oh, right, it's about Ninja Warrior. What's Ninja Warrior? (laughs) I'd never heard of it. She goes, it's a TV show. She goes, don't say that when you come in. So I Google it. and I'm like looking at videos. I'm like, what do they want me to go on it? She goes, no, you dickhead. They want you to host it. Anyway, so I go and have the meeting. I remember saying to Jodie later on, I went, this isn't me. I'm a news guy. I'm news and current affairs and cover a bit of sport and whatever. I'm not like a, hosting a TV show of people jumping through obstacle courses mm. and whatever. But I said to Jody, I said, I think I need to say yes because it scares me a little bit and also imagine if some other prick does it and it's a massive hit
3: yeah.
1: and sure enough it went nuts and after that and then Fitzy and Whippo said to me uh, can you come and do a rap on radio once again doing a rap on radio oh mate and I was like yes Dan Illick called uh, mate can you do a thing and I was like mate I said give me some time to think about it I said but the answer is going to be yes he said, so it's <laughs> yes I said it's not yes now but the answer is going to be yes <laughs> Because I just trained myself to go, you know, out of your comfort zone. Say yes. Mm-hmm. I know? think
2: your energy is so contagious. We were talking with uh, Jace Hawkins the other day from Love Jason, Jason and PJ. PJ, and uh, yeah, in Melbourne you have a, a bunch of us who are constantly fanboying and fan. Well, I'm, I'm
1: trying to hijack Melbourne yeah. a little bit. I think. Mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Jason PJ, funny. I just stumbled upon their videos on Instagram, mm. mm-hmm. and I was like. Geez, these guys are funny. Yeah. These guys are really good. And I love that conversation you had with Jace. I love the the detail you went into about that's one of the things I like about your podcast. When you get into the detail on mm-hmm. things, I warned Dickie about that. Yeah. Ahead of Dicky's chat with you. Mm-hmm. I went, mate, they're not these are not guys who are just going to be going. So what have been your highlights? Yeah, yeah. You know who's the we'll most interesting the person? We will ask the chocolate have?
2: bars. We do ask about. Yeah, those. you yeah, want to like know? That. I'm like, I like yeah. that
1: about it, and I, I love the Jace thing. But I, I, listened to Jason. I started watching Jason PJ on Instagram, and I started just commenting under their posts because I just thought these guys are funny, and I then spoke to someone at Kiss in Sydney in management who I know. I called him. I was like, mate, I don't even know him that well, but I know him. I've got his number, so I just called him. I went, mate, what's the go with Jason PJ? he goes why I said mate I reckon they're hilarious I reckon they are awesome I, I haven't listened to them because I live in Sydney uh, I now have since then but I was like just based on what I see I reckon there's something going on there big time and yeah. he said to me and I'm probably speaking out of school here he goes mate I'm so glad you said that he goes because I went to New Zealand and convinced them to come to Australia mm. and not everyone was on board with the idea because they were like what do you mean and, blah, blah, blah. and he, yeah. goes, he goes mate I, he goes I see them as the future in a major, major way. So, I don't know. I, you know, I, I really like... And then, so I've been filling in on the Today Show. It's funny the way things work out. And PJ's got a fight against Taylor Harris. Yeah. So, of course, I go into a story meeting at, at uh, the Today Show and say, I think we need to be covering this uh, Taylor Harris fight in, in Melbourne with that radio host, PJ. <laughs> and they go, what's all that about? I go, you, you, you haven't heard about it? I said, it's huge. Everyone's talking about it in Melbourne. <laughs> Uh, you know Taylor Harris you know AFL star and she's a boxer and PJ from Jason PJ on Kiss blah, blah, blah. I said let's get them in the studio live in the radio studio let's get them dressed up and again the they go great idea let's do it so yeah. I love being able to I then ring them and go let's go live we're going live yeah. on today you know so um but it's only because I they're good but mm, yeah. like those guys came to the Acras I don't know how they did this so there's these radio awards every year called the Acra Awards and they're actually they're done quite well. I enjoy going to the mall and going to the Logies because there's just something about them. It's, I don't know, it's a good vibe. And I think radio people aren't as big a wankers as TV we'll people. Well, I think
2: <laughs> term Pete was saying that we should uh, do the red carpet. You should. Hangers. We should go. You in. should. It's worth it. It's a yeah. really good
1: night. And anyway, last year, Kyle pulled out at the last minute. Kyle was supposed to be there and he, and he didn't. Jason PJ turned around a skid where they, they pushed out onto the stage. A, a hospital stretcher <laughs> with a rather large human body underneath it like on a drip yeah. and they just did this and I won't even attempt to rip off the, the skit it was 10 out of 10 and I, that was another thing where I was like look at these yeah. guys go yeah. I don't know they've just got it there's something about PJ too yeah. there's something about PJ she's just got this I don't know what it is about her she's got this X factor no offence to Jace. don't take this personally it's not a competition <laughs> is it her hair? <laughs> no, it's not the hair. It's just, I don't know. I just she, She's got a really nice way about her where she's, you know, she's, I don't know. It's like that not too heavy, not too light. It's just right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is about it's her. The time,
0: well, she, it's the, the timing as well. She can, yeah, you come with her flaws and everything. I think yeah, she's yeah. more relatable. She's more of a yeah. normal mm-hmm. person yeah, than the know. unattainable radio host. Yeah, and
1: she's like, she's she can be funny. She can be dry. She can be... The person cracking the joke, she can be the butt of the joke. Yeah. <clears throat> Self-deprecating helps as well, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah. Um, Free the lo- plug, uh, Jason PJ. Loved Channel Channel 9. So you, you host, hosted it for four years? Yeah, full-time for four years. And so what
1: are you doing back Now then? I'm the fill-in. So basically, um, well, one of the fill-ins. When, when I got off doing the Today Show every morning, I went to how good's, like, you know, good bosses out there. David Gingell, who was the boss of Channel 9, who's married to Layla McKinnon, who people would know on, on Channel 9. Um, I went to him and I went, mate, Jody and I want to have kids. And he goes, mate, it's awesome, you'll love it. He started telling me stories and then started going into too much detail about some of the challenges you have. And I said, yeah, too much information, Ginge, and whatever. But he goes, mate, best thing you'll ever do. I said, mate, so I'm, I think I'm going to wrap up at Today Show at the end of this year. And he goes, well, let's talk about it at the end of the year. I said, no, no, mate. I, well, I said, we can talk about it at the end of the year, but I promise you I said, I'm going to do it. Because Jodie was saying to me, you're doing three and a half hours in the morning on TV, three hours in the afternoon on, on radio. Where's the? There's no time in there for kids. Mm. So I was like, well, I said, oh, I'm, going to, I'm going to stop doing one of them. She was like, which one? I said, probably stop doing the Today Show. Mm. And she's like, oh, when did you decide that? I was like, oh, I've been thinking about it for a while. I thought about it 10 seconds earlier. <laughs> and then when I went and saw The Boss... When it came to the crunch and I said, yeah, I'm going to... He goes, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, mate, I've been here for like 15 years or something at Channel 9. If you want to use that money in another way, I totally get it. You can spend it somewhere else and I'll go and have a crack at something else. I said, but I'm always going to have an association with a TV network. Mm. So he goes, mate, you're not going anywhere else. He goes, you're a lifer. You, you're, you're at Channel 9 for life. Mm. Uh, and when he said that, it was a real... I was like, really? He goes, yeah, mate. He goes, you're a lifer. You're going nowhere. So... How, how we in a positive way. Yeah, for you, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's others that yeah. you're going nowhere. So he yeah. was like, what do you want to do? How often do you want to work? I said, mate, probably a day a week. Yeah. And he goes, all right. So he, I thought he'll probably cut my um, salary. He'll probably you know, cut it accordingly. I think yeah. he knocked about 25% off it. I was right. expecting that he'd slash 75%. Yeah. And mm. he said, mate, you've given us how long you've been here, 15 years or something. He goes, mate, you've worked your ass off for us. He goes, mate, I'm not going to dud someone like you. And he goes, you've got a long future. I want you around here. I don't want you anywhere else. So Hugh Marks is now the boss of Channel 9. He did a similar thing with me when my last contract was up. I said, mate, I've now got a couple of young kids. Mm -hmm. I want certainty. I want five years. He goes, mate, I've never done a five-year contract before. Mm -hmm. I said, well, life's all about new experiences. (laughs) Let's do a five years. So I signed five years with 2GB and five years with Channel 9. And the deal I've got with them is when you need me, I'm there. Mm. but I'm not there every morning because, mate, mm. I get to go to the cafe in the morning with Pearl and Freddie and now another baby coming on the way, and the best time to hang out with kids is in the morning. Like in the afternoon, they start to kind of, you know, like they that's when... The it, oh, they yeah. get the ratty. Oh, they get the ratty. That's when I'm on the radio show, right? <laughs> in mean, the radio show. Home in time to kiss them before they go to bed and whatever. And, mate, the one thing people never tell you about being a, a dad or a parent is, People will tell you it's rewarding and people will tell you all these different things. It's the best thing. It's nothing like having your own Mm. kids and whatever. Or how hard it is. All of these dickheads tell you about how hard (laughs) it is the whole time. And it can be hard. The one thing no one tells you about is how funny it is. It's one of the funniest things you will ever do Mm. in your entire life. You picture the funniest person you know and just imagine they're ten times cuter and that's a like kid like a little
3: Ash Williams that's like
1: that's a <laughs> kid it's, it's the funniest person you know but they're tiny and they're cute and that's it like the stuff that they come out with and just the and that's the best I just love the banter with um, with my kids and the you know Freddie my oldest is like a really well behaved little kid I can say to him mate this is the way it's working and he, and he just he gets it yeah um, Pearl is just like forget about it I'm like because I've got a thing I go do you want consequences That's like me talking tough. I go, you don't want consequences, do you? Freddie goes, no, no, no way. No consequences. (laughs) Pearl goes, yeah, consequences. (laughs) And I go, no, no, consequences are bad. Yeah, consequences. (laughs) (laughs) Consequences. I'm like, oh, this is not working on her. But, (laughs) mate, it's great fun. It's great fun. And I suppose that's the the variety it's given me now at Channel 9 to be able to – there's not many companies out there these days, maybe there are, Mm. who are respectful enough of you as an individual – And I've also said to some of my bosses, I go, mate, I've seen too many blokes stuff it up. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really, I don't want to get a divorce. I don't want to have, like, nothing wrong with that, but I don't want to, that's not for me. When Jodie and I, when I um, popped the question to Jodie and she said yes, I said, I need to warn you something. I said, mate, I'm not into divorce. (laughs) It's not my go. I was like, that's just not my thing. You need to know if we're going to do this, Mm -hmm. it's on and it's not that, that's it did she, she know
2: about the bullet at that time no she, she
1: didn't know about the early morning use of the Nutribullet but but it was like you know and I'm not perfect I'm not saying the perfect husband and Jodie mm. will um, testify to that I'm, I'm always learning along the way um, but and the great thing about Jodie I'm, I'm getting a little bit um you know like it's um lo- love song dedications here with Richard is, Mercer but it's like um when I was living in Redfern I was living next door to a bunch of very creative blokes. Um, Kirk Docker, who created You Can't Ask That on the ABC. Yeah. Best show on the ABC. Um, Lewis Hobber, who uh, does Drive Time on, on Triple J. Tom Tilly, who does The Hack, was living there as well. Another guy, Scott Mitchell. Uh, Marty Smiley, who works on the feed at SBS. All guys work in the media and interesting creative types. And they were a bit... You know, they didn't have the same commitments as me. I had a wife and baby on the way and whatever, and then I had a child living next door, but I'd, I'd go in next door just for fun. And I remember them one day, they were like, so, mate, what's the go with Jody?" And I said, what do you mean? They're like, why is she so chilled? And I said, well, what do you mean? And they were like, well, she doesn't bust your balls and she just kind of lets you do She's got her own life. She's always out doing her own things and, and she kind of lets you do what you whatever you want to do. I was like, mm. Well because I married someone who I didn't want to marry a ball breaker. And they're like, well mate, we know lots of people who've got ball breakers yeah. as wives who kinda, of, you know, suppress them and kind of break them and, and kinda of. I was like, well mate, don't do that. You know, the <laughs> most important choice you make in life is who you're gonna marry. Yeah. And I've married well, so I suppose when I get the occasional, probably twice a year I get a tickle up from Jody. Like with the neutral bullet at four AM, just going, mate.
2: I mean that's very low level
1: <clears> shit. I know, but it's like, you know, she will occasionally What's say the bigger shit? What's the th- what's well, look, the Well look, you know, does. it's speaking out of school, but but recently she said to me, um, because I stopped drinking during the week uh-huh. and then Friday'd become my drinking night, I started drinking a lot on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah. Right here, this is a, a lot, year. yeah. Crime scene. And then so Jody was like and here's me thinking, I'm being so healthy.
3: Yeah.
1: Because I'm like, I'm not drinking at home. I'm not drinking red wine. I'm not drinking beer. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but then Friday I was making up for it, like for the whole week that uh-huh. I wasn't. And so she did. She 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 kind of just said to me, "Hey, listen," she goes, "You know, you, I I I want you to be able to do whatever you want, you know, and I understand you need to have a release on a Friday night and get a bit loose, and 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 I love that. That's great." She goes, "But mate, then you're just hung over all weekend." Mm-hmm. And then I, she goes, and then I just, I start not really enjoying, you know what I mean? Because she goes, then you just like, you're limping through the whole weekend.
2: Is it because you're dehydrated?
1: Yeah, I'm dehydrated. I'm tired. I'm like just thinking, boy, you know, like you kind of, and I- There's so kids
0: I, everywhere doing chores yeah, for you. Yeah, that's the thing. I know. <laughs> that's why I'm
1: getting everyone else to do all the stuff I'm supposed to do. So, and it was, it was one of those things where it's like, mate, if you're lucky enough to have a, a great wife, like I do- you've got to be prepared to... And also someone who's not going to nitpick about the friggin' pizza you're ordering. That's yeah. like... Um, and I'm not saying this is just a, a woman thing. There are blokes out there who are ball breakers as well yeah. with their wives. So it's like when they do speak up and it's like... And you know... And I just declared straight up. I was yeah. like, mate, guilty. Mm. Like 100%. I knew. Because I knew. I was like, well, yeah, but I'm really good. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. She was like, yeah, but... Yeah. Then when you're with us... Mm. I'd rather you be have a drink during the week yeah. rather than you just smash yourself on a Friday and kind of be walking around like a zombie Saturday the Sunday coming good. Was
2: it like a Sunday evening that you had the discussion? Like, was
1: it... Oh, I don't know. I don't know when it was. It was maybe... Um, yeah, but I remember we went to the spare room for the conversation. No. <laughs> so it was like it was a... And here's another interesting thing too. Like, I've just told you that story, which is a deeply personal thing, that mm. how's Jodie going to react when she listens to this and knows that I've told this, she'll probably just understand it because she knows it's just me being me. Mm. But there's something, there's another element to that as well. When you work on radio, or on TV, and you just, you got three hours to talk every afternoon, and you find yourself telling stories about, oh, Jody had a crack at me because I used a NutriBullet and whatever, and Jody will kind of go, I don't want to be content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, oh, no, no, no. You're my wife, and I love you. And it's good content, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you know. And it's all oh, I'm trying to be honest. I'm I'm, I'm being honest about, um, you know, living and learning. And, mm. and, and mate, I don't want to stuff things up to mm. a to a degree where, um, it, mate, there's nothing worse when when the person you love, when people you love, are disappointed in you, mm. mate. It's the worst. And it hurts
0: ask, and it hurts personally the most because some if it was some rando that mm. came, it was like ah. Oh, When your wife tells you, oh mate,
1: and it's like, and if they are angry with me, not as bad, Mm. but they're disappointed in you. Mm. It's like when your mum and dad, it's like, oh, you know, that disappointment, and it's like, oh, mate, I don't Mm. want that.
0: I love hearing the the five year locked in. It it, in my mind would give me a lot of comfort to be present, whereas I think a lot of young people, creatives coming up, no clear future for making money to support themselves, yeah. even for their career, because they're just going, how can I get up? Well, one
1: thing yeah. I've, I've become big on recently, and I say this to a lot of the young people who work around me, people are moving too quickly these days in their careers. We've become, like, back in the old days, we're like, job for life. You did your job and that was your job for life. Well, and Richard's then, a perfect example yeah, of that. but now yeah. it's gone to the other extreme where now it's like, no, you chop and change and you yeah. do a new job every two years. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, like I know from my only experience in media, People get to 28, and they've gone, they've had six different jobs, and then they go, and then they're out. Mm. And then they go, oh, I'm gonna go, and, and then they're out of the business. Mm. And I've seen a lot of young people who I've really loved working with, who've ended up being chewed up and spat out at a really young age. So now I, I encourage people, I go, mate, like you're a long time working. Mm. Like People are working until their 60s, 70s, 80s, so it's like, just keep in mind in your 20s, particularly if you're on a good thing, if you've got a good job, if you enjoy it, if you're not being darted on the, the money front and it's going okay, I my big thing now is once upon a time I'll be like, okay, when I started out every two years, you need, you need to get a new job, I need to move on, what's next, what's next? And I'm I'm really encouraging people now just to go, mate, just slow down just a little bit, you know, because you got a long time out there and I just reckon hitting the fast forward button on life, sometimes mm. I reckon you miss some of the good stuff.
3: Mm. Yeah,
2: I love your perspective on yeah. life. I think like Tommy and I uh, constantly referencing you and... Uh, do you uh, want
1: to uh, join my cult? I'm thinking of starting <laughs> a yeah, cult. Yeah, what will it be called? Got, that's it. I've always wanted to that start a cult. Yeah, It's called uh, that's, that's Crazy. crazy. <laughs> I don't want to save the weird bit until the end, but yeah, Tom Tilly, who I mentioned from yeah. Triple J, when yeah. I met Tom, I was like, all these guys, like he'd, I'd be over at my house, and then he'd go. Well,
2: all the kids and stuff. No, I'm not the patent. kids.
1: Tom would say to me, he goes, "We had six on the payroll." Yeah, no, I no. So the, Tom's a big kid; he's an adult. But but Tom, this is quite weird. But he was—I've always been fascinated by cults. Right? Love cults. No, no, as, not as in I want. <laughs> <laughs> don't take it. Don't take it the wrong way. They can do some evil things, but. But I'm like, I love the whole idea of cults. How do you start a cult? And why do people join cults? So anyway, Tom Tilly's over at my house one Friday night and he goes, oh mate, and we're all having a good time. Everything's great. He goes, mate, there's a few legends who are looking for somewhere to party. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, like, just some legends, some mates of mine. Can they come over here or should we go next door to our place? He goes, cause there's about eight of them. I said, no, they can come here. So eight people walk in the door. Okay, fine. Everyone's having a good time, having a drink, music, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, about an hour later, he goes, oh, mate, there's more legends looking for somewhere to party. He goes, but there's more of them. There's a big group of them. I said, how many? He goes, there's like 20 of them. And I was like, this is bullshit. I was like, yeah, mate, bring them over here. And I was like, I want to see 20 people walk through the door. 20 people walk through our front door. And Jody and I were like, what the hell? And I said to someone, I was like, I said to Tilly last night, I was like, mate, you could be a cult leader. And they said, you didn't actually say that to him, did you? I said, Yeah. And they go, you know, he grew up in a cult. And I said, no. So then I called him. I said, mate, come over. I need to talk to you about the cults. So and he told the story. It was like a not a, you know, it was a very strict religious yeah. kind of situation where it was like if you question things, it was mm-hmm. a big deal. And so I've always said to Tilly, one day we need to start our own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And so how can we help?
1: Well, we've got the catchphrase. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. That's crazy. That's, yeah.
1: And the good thing about it is you're saying it about yourself before everyone else can say it. Because <laughs> yeah. usually with cults,
0: it's everyone else saying it's that. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. But we're just admitting it. That's crazy. The
1: Daily Talk Show.
0: I'm looking forward to these cakes. These look amazing.
1: Hey, boys, thanks so much for coming along to Giovanni's Pizza. And I can tell you, I'm sure Marty would agree, if anyone mentions the Daily Talk Show here, is there a free garlic bread? Yeah. Yeah. Done? He says yes. So anyone who comes to Giovanni's Pizza and mentions the Daily Talk Show, free garlic bread. And it's great garlic bread. Oh, What's cute.
0: amazing is this podcast will probably be online forever. So <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not channel nine. I'll be
1: working here as an old man <laughs> on a Friday night folding my pizza boxes.
0: <laughs> Look for the bloke smoking out the front. No, that's not you, that's the, Poor that's Olivia,
1: the old Livio, may he rest in peace.
0: Yeah. Ben, thanks so much, mate.
2: Good
1: on you, boys. Thanks. thanks so much.
0: It's, it's absolute a daily talk pleasure. Show. Uh, Love
2: it. If
1: you enjoyed the show, review
2: us on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you tomorrow, which will be uh, Saturday. Have a good one. See you guys. See ya.